This podcast is sponsored by Audible. Audible, stay connected, informed, and inspired. Try Audible Premium Plus for 30 days free. Your 30-day trial comes with one credit, two credits for Prime members, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. With the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals, you can listen all you want. No credits needed. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash entertainmentrants to start your Audible Premium Plus 30-day trial today. $14.95 a month after 30 days. Cancel any time. Audible, it's time to start listening. Welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast, your number one opinion source for all things entertainment. Join host Marco Mazzola as he sounds off on the latest movies, TV, music, gaming, comic books, and more. Now, here's the man of the hour, Marco Mazzola. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast. I am, as always, your host, Marco Mazzola, and I have my wife, Amy, with me again. Hello, Amy. Hi, everybody. We're on our special podcast edition of, uh, so when we went to another theater play, um, I don't know what you really call it. We went to see Freestyle Love Supreme at the Emerson Colonial Theater in Boston. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's easy to say we had a blast. Oh, my God, yeah. But um, you know more about this show than mm-hmm. I do. You have the history behind it. So I'm actually going to let you, you know, do what you want to do, read off the, the, the description mm-hmm. and what sort of the backstory and the history yeah. of where this came from and why. So I'm going to read a description from the program, which is Freestyle Love Supreme is a stage show where MCs, musicians, and beatboxers take the audience on a completely improvised musical ride, all based off of audience suggestions. Freestyle Love Supreme has performed on stages from Cape Town to Melbourne to Edinburgh to NYC and practically everywhere in between. They are the recipient of a special 2020 Tony Award and the subject of the Hulu documentary, we are freestyle love supreme. Yeah, and apparently I've watched that, but I don't remember it. So we watched it. We, yeah, well, right. We watched. We it watched together. it together. And so, so we watched that. Mm-hmm. And um, we're also big Hamilton fans. We're big Lin Manuel Miranda fans, and he was one of the founding members of this group. Right. So that's how we got interested. Yeah. And um, and so we, when I heard that this was coming to Boston, I also I did a lot of theater in high school, and I have several pr- friends who said like you have to go see the show, you have to go see it. So when I was coming to Boston, I bought tickets because I thought it would be a lot of fun to go and see. Yes. So that's how we ended up here, and it is not at all what I expected, and it was completely and utterly awesome. So at- I watched the Hulu special. Apparently, mm-hmm. I don't really remember watching it. So what the magic was for me was I was other than what you kind of described it as, I went in almost completely blind. So, you know, it was a total surprise for me and a wonderful surprise. Um, I mean, just an energy show from beginning to end. So uh, give me a little bit more of the history with Lin-Manuel. He... Mm -hmm. So Lin Manuel and so actually Anthony Venizali, who was the um, MC last night. Yeah. So he's he conceived of it. He came up with the idea, and he and um, I want to make sure Thomas Kale, who mm-hmm. was the he's got a lot of directing credits, but they came up with it, and then they met up with Lin Manuel. They were all at Wesleyan together, I believe. And so the three of them got together and created this. And the founding members for anybody else who are Hamilton fans, Chris Jackson's one, so. You know, here comes the general. Right. Thomas Kale, who directed Broadway, the original, both In the Heights and uh, Hamilton, on and off Broadway. Arthur Lewis, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Bill Sherman, Chris Sullivan, and Anthony Veneziali. I think, yeah. I hope I'm saying that right. Okay. So it was his idea. It's his thing. He often performs in it. And um, so 
it's become something like they were originally in New York mm -hmm. doing this. So you can, the, in the documentary that we watched, like it would say that while In the Heights was on, was up, like Lemon, uh, Miranda and Jackson would like rush across town to perform some night still because they were all still doing this. So, and then I can't remember if they went on tour or what happened, but the pandemic shut them down, like shut everything down. Right, right. And now they're back and they're on tour. So it's really cool. And they also have this, um, Freestyle Love Supreme Academy, right. which is all about like teaching arts and encouraging arts and the underprivileged. And um, they talked about that a little bit yeah, at the show. It's really, really, really yeah, cool. And they, cool. I think, like you can go and do classes. I haven't done any research on it, but like you can go. I think it's for actors too mm -hmm. um, to go and do classes and basically learn how to do this. So there's a bit of a, a trailer online uh, if you want to see it, so that we can play it, so people can kind of get a hear, mm -hmm. sort of hear an essence of it. So it's um, it's experience the thrill of uh, Freestyle Love Supreme's Broadway return. I'm going to turn the computer around so you can get to see it too. Okay. And I'm going to kick up the computer uh, mic, and I'm going to lower ours so we you won't hear us talking over it. Our show is totally improvised. It's all being made up on the spot. Check out what I wrote, clear my throat. Yeah, I'm on mic one, and this stuff is not rote. Yeah, it's coming out the sound, coming out the mouth, coming out the top of the head, and I hope that you all vote. So that's pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, it's obviously the, the trailer shows us a lot of stuff, you know, people that we didn't get to see, mm-hmm. but a lot that we did get to see. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Obviously, that that's the Broadway show. It had Lynn Rowe Randa on there, Chris mm-hmm. Jackson, um, and um, Wayne Brady was Wayne on Brady. there, too. Wayne yeah, Brady Wayne, did that a was really cool. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that, that he did a stint on that. That was pretty awesome. I love Wayne Brady, so that was pretty cool to see. Tina Fey did, too. Oh, I did was she? reading in here. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Oh, that's pretty awesome. So it's good to see, like, if you go see it again, it's a different show to mm-hmm. a certain degree. Obviously, they had the connection song, but that's going to change. Yeah, well, I think it was based on the word. Right. right, it's based on the word from the audience, mm-hmm. and maybe that word just comes up a lot. I would imagine. Because they, they kind of, you know, gear you towards sort of words. Obviously, they're asking for verbs, and there's a lot of different ones, and mm-hmm. eventually, it's, it's almost like that um, when he was asking for something you were tired of or whatever, somebody mm-hmm. shouted out the Yankees. Yeah. He's like, way to go, Boston. And it's our last show, and it's been said every, every single night. show. Yeah. <laughs> every night. Every night. <laughs> Somebody's coming out with the Yankees. You hold yeah. through to your, to your word. So, you know, so there's always there's some words that always kind of get said. Well, and I it's think a natural that, word to say. And I think that there are some words that are easier to work with, right? Yeah. Just based on what you go through. Like last night, the first word that they chose was hypnotized. Right. And, you know, that means different things to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that where they went with it was really, really cool. And I think the other part is you're thinking of it on your feet, right? So Yes. There, there were two things. Like, improv always impresses me because you have to think of it like you're just doing it in the moment, on your feet, what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, kind of like I used to love Whose Line Is It Anyway. Right. Because of the same reason. But... I now have new respect for beatboxers. Yes. Oh, my God. So let's describe that. Yes. Yeah, so we had, obviously, the singers, mm-hmm. the beatboxer. We have, um, and what was his name? Because he was actually from uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts. I believe he is uh, Chris Sullivan. Yes. Shockwave. Shockwave, right. We had him, and then we had the guy on the keyboards. Mm-hmm. Richard Baskin Jr. Yep. And then we had another guy from Massachusetts in, sort of special guest. No, of, he's from Maine. F- he's from Maine? Yes. Oh, okay. Andrew Bancroft, oh, okay. Jelly Donuts. Jelly Donuts, that's right. Okay, for some reason I thought he was from Mass, but that's okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. So he's from Maine. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I guess you can get there from there, from here. That's what they say. <laughs> what he said. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So some of the things that I loved about it, again, not knowing anything about it really as much as I should have since I watched the documentary. Um, the, I can't believe you don't remember that. so much. I watched. I actually want to watch the documentary again now that I've seen the show. I think that's really, really cool. So um, the improv of it all, like we were talking about. They've been able to come up with full-on rhymes and long songs on the spot, you know, the, the training that they have to go through and how they, you know, when he kind of pulls the audience for the different words or at one point it was sort of an eight-word you know, headline of, you know, something in your life that your story, you, you, yeah. your story that you maybe want to, you know, go back and redo if you could. I had a headline. I didn't get to say. I wasn't going to say because I wasn't sure what they going to do with it. Five-year-old rolls car downhill into traffic. Uh, nice. For the short version is one day um, when I was five, my cousin was three. We were in the front seat. We got my mother's Ford Fairlane into gear. Um, my godmother's there with us in the back seat, and we managed to roll it down a hill into oncoming traffic. It was awesome. Yeah. Mine would have been father yells at child run, going down the ski hill <laughs> and making oh, him cry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Screaming all the way down. So that would have been mine. Uh, I had thought about that one, too. But anyway, the one they did chose, choose was really funny. Oh, it was hysterical. That was really good. So they kind of rolled with the whole thing. And so that's completely improv, right? Because it's obviously that person from Drake It. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah, was it Was it Hannah? Hannah from Drake It. Hannah from Drake It. Shout <laughs> out to Drake Hannah it? from Drake It. At the top. She's at the top. Up. At up. She said up. And she, you know, super shy, 
girl mm-hmm. who had uh, an incident at a pep rally in high school. Shy girl gets pants at pep rally. Yes, shy girl from Drake gets pants at pep rally, and she, and then, of course, they, and she never says who. But then when they flush out the story, because that's mm-hmm. what he does, he asks her a bunch of questions. They give a mic up mm-hmm. to the to that to her, and she she ended up pantsing herself by accident. She was supposed to go up on stage to be singing a la Britney Spears mm-hmm. and this is in the early 2000s when Britney was really hot and her pants were up really high and she thought she would like you know lower them a little bit a la Britney style and she ends up you know pantsing herself and letting everybody see her they were- Superman underwear <laughs> in front of everybody and a super shy girl so they do this entire it was long uh-huh. it got dark at one point it got really dark at one point but they you know they go through this whole entire acting out the skit of what mm-hmm. happened you know while rapping and you know the mm-hmm. beatbox is going and they're rapping about the whole thing and then they do that whole like rewind and you see them rewind the play mm-hmm. and then they show you the what could have happened had she not pantsed herself yeah. and she's on tour with britney and britney loves her and she's amazing and super super cool what i think is the neatest part about it is like they don't have time to rehearse it and they all just kind of feed off each other and go with it yes you know it's the the energy of the group there is completely amazing yes and how in tune they are with each other and i wonder if they all because it's not just them like we saw a group yeah but um there's there's nine of them total right so there were um three you know four Started out with three on stage. It was three on the mic. Three on the mic, the mic the and beat, shockwave, the shockwave beatboxing. and the guy on the, the keyboards. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in Jelly Donut. Is Jelly Donut. Jelly yeah. Donut. So yeah. So you had four on the mic plus the beatbox plus the, the mm-hmm. guy on yeah, doing the doing the keyboards and everything like that. So yeah, it's not a huge cast. And they go for an hour and a half. So one thing I liked about it, it's an hour and a half. There's no intermission. It's just go, go, go. So it's like that pretty much that energy going for the an entire intermi- time. Yeah, an intermission would completely spoil it. Oh, I think so too. I think the intermission would totally kill the rhythm of the show and mm-hmm. the, the, just the, the fluid mm-hmm. nature that that show takes you because it didn't seem like an hour and a half. No, and they usually run two a night. Yeah. Like they usually do like a seven and a nine. And because they weren't doing another one, like that actually went over. Yeah. So I think had they, or maybe it's a 10, I forgot. Maybe it's seven and 10 because it's an hour and a half. So they have time like with everything to get the people in and out. Yeah, and reset themselves. Um, and reset and themselves. And, but also just like, you know, at the at the Emerson Colonial, like you have to be either fully vaxxed or have a negative COVID test within 24 hours. And that took a while. Yeah. Like to get through all of that and get sure. the people in and, yeah. you know, to their seats and all those things. So they, they did two a night and they but last night, I don't think they did. I think they were just doing one last night. Yeah, that's what he said. It was just the, this one the last show. night that because they were gonna, um, they they were gonna travel to wherever is next. Yeah, I would suppose. Yeah, so I'm glad we got to see it. I mean, I didn't realize it was last night until until you said something at the show. I'm like, oh, it's the last night. So I know. didn't realize it was either. I just happened to look like when we were free, and I was like, oh, yeah. we'll pick that night. Yeah. So if it comes around to your area, wherever you're listening from. Definitely go see oh it. Oh my gosh. And hopefully when it comes back to Boston, we get a chance to see it again. I would absolutely I would, see it again. Yeah, I would definitely would. And that's a mark of a good I'd show, go obviously. I'd go to New York to see it. Yeah, I would too. I that would, would too. be fun. That would be really cool. That would be amazing. So it is And not, I don't travel to New York. I know. New you New have a lot of issues with New York. I sure do. It's going to be a pretty important reason to travel to New York. We could go there and then we could go to the Richard Rogers. Yes, we could. To see Hamilton. Yes, we'll, we will get there. We will get to Hamilton. I can't take it, y'all. The tickets to Hamilton in Boston were almost $1,000 for two tickets. And I cried yeah. and I just couldn't do it. I could not pull the trigger. I could yeah. not. There is no way I can spend that amount of money on two theater tickets. Yeah, if we suddenly ten come into a lot of tickets, money, maybe. Yeah, 10 theater tickets, for sure I could. Right. But two, 
two tickets, even in the orchestra. God, no, thank you. I can't know. do it. It is rough. It is rough. So it's going to have to be, it's just going to have to be a, a dream. Yeah. So what was your favorite song of the night? What was your favorite section? I don't know that I had a favorite song. I will tell you, though, Anissa mm. was my favorite. She was so She's incredibly amazing. talented. What is she going into? I, I forget what they said. Oh, she was, she God, got, she got, got cast in a musical. I, I don't know if she's, yeah. like, covering something or she's, because yeah. they're, they're talking about she's going to be gone for two months. Yeah, yeah, But she got cast. She has a gorgeous voice. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely beautiful. Super like, this huge range. Yeah. She, um... Like uh, like Aretha Franklin kind of a range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, my God, it's so impressive. And her story, Ella, her backstory. I take that back. Ella Fitzgerald kind of range. There you go. Like, can Ella shatter glass? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So can Anissa. Yeah. She says, she told us her backstory, mm-hmm. right? Where she was kind of in the choir and she was playing like an alto or you know a tenor and then it kept moving up. The range, she, she kind of like, they figured out that she could do more. When they did that, I actually think the connection part was probably my favorite when they yeah. did the connection story. Yeah. So they all tell you, like they take a word and they all rap and tell you mm-hmm. their story yeah. or a part of their story. Yeah, part of so basically how they got to the stage. Like what, Some what got of it them though, there, but like um, Bancroft, Andrew Bancroft talked about um, like breaking all these bones. Yeah. Which I think is, it is ultimately what led him to acting, but yeah, because um, he needed to sit down. This jelly donut? I think he has some hyperactivity issues. You think? I think just a, few. <laughs> a little bit. I think just so a few. too. But she talked so about like. He definitely struggled the most if there's a negative part of the show. Like, I think he had the hardest time putting that story together, you know, and, and, and making it sound fluid, if you will, the yeah. rap and the, you know what I mean? He kind of like, he stumbled over no. it more than the yeah. other two did. But I think, I, I don't know that his story flowed as well. No. And I also think it's hard to go third. Yes. After, because both of Well, he said that. Their, he had to go after Anissa. He's like, what, how the hell am I supposed to well, follow you? Well, and both of theirs were incredibly moving. So yeah. she did it and Jealous J, J.C. Ellis. Yeah, he went first. Ellis went first. And his was incredible. He talked about when they were doing this connection song, you know, the, the MC tells you like, this is all absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And so he talked about um, being a struggling actor in New York and how he moved there yeah. right after he finished waiting college. Waiting tables and all the different jobs. Waiting tables do, and yeah. doing everything he had to do. And he said, you know, I, I moved there and I thought about like, all you had to have is a dream, but that's not true. You need money in New York. <laughs> that's right. And so, you know, talking about waiting tables and how he'd given himself this 10-year deadline Mm -hmm. and that he was going to do this for 10 years and if he didn't make it then he was going to go back home wherever home was i don't think he ever told us no i don't think so either i like the when he's just like you know my parents very super supportive not money wise they don't have the money to support support me they couldn't support me and in and prayers and dreams only you only help prayers and dreams only get you so far (laughs) you you need money you You need money in new york so it was very it was very sweet and he talked about um how he did it and i think he got hurt or he got sick or something and then after that he kind of found his way to the freestyle of supreme and the academy and took their classes yes and found himself here and this was his break right and then he kind of yeah he worked his way he was basically working his way through right. it and all of a sudden they're like hey yeah do you want to be up on stage he's like what me yeah and he came up and he was saying like it came right as he was approaching the 10-year mark yeah that he was gonna have to like reckon with himself like yeah. what am i supposed to do yes so it was really cool to hear that and i think really brave like it always impresses me when people can be kind of vulnerable like mm-hmm. that in front of a whole group of people that yeah. you don't know and you're never going to see again and people are going to go and do things like this and talk about it that's right you know, I, I think that's incredible. in the house. All right. I, I think that's incredibly, incredibly brave. Yes. I, I really, right. like, I can't, I kept thinking that when I was there with them, to, when I was there with them. 
um, and just watching them do all this stuff. Like it's incredibly, incredibly brave. Everything that they say though, like they, they take on crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get to that a little bit later, but we, I mean, we can get to it anytime you want. Yeah. To. No. And I think, I mean, Anissa's story was also very genuine and, you know, I mean, they're all genuine. They're all part of them, but she talked about like being young and being in the choir and how she was afraid to sing high, but, I forget. I think it was her dad. Her dad encouraged her to try to, and she's got this tremendous range. And yeah. what I was thinking about when she was saying was like, my God, imagine if he never encouraged her. Like right. She's got this, such a beautiful voice. Yeah. What would the world have missed? Right. Absolutely. You know, and she has the guts to be up there on stage and to do all these things. And she similarly like went to the Academy and they were kind of like, you want to be an instructor? You want to be up on stage? Like she's incredibly, incredibly yeah. talented. Yeah, the speed in which they come up with their rhymes and put the story together it was super impressive. The ability to weave, so they're talking about, let's just say connection for lack of one of the other ones I don't remember, but the way they would, okay, we're talking about connection, but they also had heard a whole bunch of other people shout out words, right? Because, you know, uh, the MC goes through and asks like at least 10, at least 10 people. Mm-hmm. Like for a word or whatever. So, and they hold on to some of them and somehow weave them into the rhyme, which I thought was n- not necessarily all of them. But she's, they, she's been at the North Shore Music Theater too. Oh, really? Yep. I just said, it, I was reading her thing here. It says in her uh, credits. Yeah. We got a couple of shows coming up at the North Shore coming up we soon. We do. We have three. What do we say? I know we do Little Shop of Horrors, Kinky Boots, and Cinderella. Cinderella. That's you the want one to see I was, Cinderella. Yeah. I, I, that was the one I was talking to Mila today. And I, I was telling her we had three shows coming up. But Cinderella was some reason the one that escaped my mind. Um, but yeah. I, and that I, was your pick. It was my pick. I just, there's so many things going on right now. I just, I forgot. But I'm excited. I am excited to see that one too. That should be amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. would they do it up right over there. Um, the theater. Have you ever, have you ever been to the. The Emerson? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever been I don't been think either. I have been either. Beautiful. Really, really gorgeous. Tiniest seats on the planet. <laughs> yeah, they sure were not. myself into that seat. The poor bastard sitting next to me. I'm not a tiny individual. No, they, they were um, not generous seats. They were not generous at all. They definitely pack you in like sardines over there. Um, it's an older theater. It's, it is. I was reading in here, it's Boston's oldest operating theater. Wow. Okay. So there so, you go. I mean, it, and I think it was closed for a bit and it reopened. Yeah. So, but I think, you know, again, you're trying to get in. It's kind of like on an airplane, right? You're trying to you get as many, as many asses in those seats as, as you, you can. can. You try to get as you know, and like you take two inches away from each one and this is what you get, Yeah. you know, or something like that. I yes. forget, you know, how they do <laughs> you that. You get but. me shoehorned into a seat about to pop out like a tick. Um, and the poor guy next to me. Which is funny because that was the guy and the girl, the woman who complimented your us? hair. Yeah, that was that they ended up sitting the, next, directly next to us. I I that was strange. Like, what, what a weird world. It's all right though. It was. Oh, like, they were super nice. It was. All, yeah, it was awesome. Super nice people, uh, and the audience seemed pretty, really cool. Yeah, it was you very I mean? chill. And, and they, they kept it. You know, the audience mostly kept it nice, which is always going to go off the rails. Yep. You know, with an audience like when they're freestyling, like they're free telling, saying words. Well, however, yeah. However, there was a part that was very cringy. Super cringy about the you know the the, the um, unreciprocated oral sex. Oh my god! Okay, so normally I could care less. I think that would be funny as hell. The problem in front of us was a mother with her son, maybe what twelve? Yeah, 13? I would think. I mean, maybe best, could even have been younger. Could yeah. have been younger. Like, I mean, uh, just hitting that puberty stage. Yeah, really, for sure. It, it's super like in the you know 
kind of chuckling. The mother, I didn't get a quite good look at her face, but her body posture was like, motherfucker, I got to let my kids have to let my kids listening to this. Well, and also like, what the hell am I going to have to explain in the car ride on yes, the way home? Yes, there's a lot of explanation to my son on the car yeah. ride home. And at this day and age of 2022, probably not. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it depends. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know. It depends. I don't know. You, you never know what kids know and what they don't and you what they don't. pretend to know. You don't. I was talking to, uh, so Joel was on the podcast mm-hmm. today, right? We did the Batman uh, which you'll, if you're listening to this, you've already heard the Batman one because it's going to come out before this. Um, but you know, his son Gavin wants to, and his friends want to listen to our show, right? They're like, oh, you know, because obviously Joel's going to be on it, so I gave him one of the cards with the QR code on it, so we could just download him. Like, you know, it's it's you know, it's got content for it. He's like, oh, they please. He's like, they hear way worse than that stuff well, at school and things like that. I'm like, okay, sh- I think just know that it's not a clean show. No, and I think that you know, I- shout out to Gavin. Shout out to Gavin. You're so funny. But I do think that there is, you know, there's, I don't know. You never know what kids are exposed to. And they're exposed to things all the time, but also like, you know, there's a time and a place to talk about things. And maybe I am sure when she went out to the theater with her kid, her intention was not to expose them to 69s, to to expose him to 68, which I thought was was super creative. I thought it was super creative because he's like 68 because it's not quite a nine because we don't reciprocate. Because we don't reciprocate. (laughs) I thought that was awesome. Yes. That and stray pubes. Although stray pubes, like it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That to me was a little less, although they kept hitting it. They kept pumping every once in a while. They kept going back to it. A different song. It was like the stray pubes made its way back. Yeah. again but and she I, she was really funny like anisa said i was i would have taken and reciprocated oral sex but my family's here tonight yes <laughs> i can't do that with them i'm like i'm with you yeah i'm with you there was no way i could say any of that knowing that my parents were present absolutely absolutely and i'm pretty free with stuff like that but i still even with my if my family was in the audience can you imagine definitely not oh please no and they they talk about like part of the reason they have no if my brother was um, in the audience that have been fine but if my parents were there no I could, have, I could have talked about it if Dino was in the audience, but none of my parents were there. I didn't know if you meant Dino or Dante. Either one, real honestly. Either one would have been. Yeah. I could see either one would be Either fine one would with, have been yeah. completely fine with that. Um, was it? Oh, they talk about how they don't let you, like, they ask you not to film and they ask you not mm-hmm. to do things. And they say, like, right up front, like, we say some really messed up stuff. Yes, this part and I liked and it. it made you, sense. Like, we, you know, we're just telling you, like, we're saying it here in the service of acting. But, you know, if it gets out there. It could be really bad for us. Yeah, because everything can be taken out of context. For sure. You take a little clip, it gets edited down, it gets edited the wrong way. Somebody's cell phone, you're only doing a reel, which is like nine seconds. Sure. You miss the overall context of what they're saying. And they say a bad thing. It wasn't bad because you, if you heard the whole thing, it wasn't bad. Right. But it could be easily taken bad. And people are getting canceled left, right, and center. For sure. Yeah. And I'm not saying for that sure. people who are, are, shouldn't be. I'm sure there's no, some that I shouldn't think, be. But No, but know. I think that, no, for sure. And I get that. Like, I think it was... It's definitely not like it could be a family friendly show, I suppose, but I think it's always got the possibility to go off the rails. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think when you've got an audience, it also has a possibility to go off the rails that way. Too. Yeah. And I think they, they worked really hard to steer clear of things that were like people brought up political stuff mm-hmm. and. And they definitely that, tried to steer clear of that. And they that. definitely yeah, tried to steer clear of that. Great. And acknowledged it. For the most it, part. Like, they had a little Bernie Sanders in there. They had a little, that, which is funny. So he looked like him too, sitting in that chair with God, his arms he crossed. Really did. That was, oh, but that's it was, really the pose. But, you know, like, you know, New England, like, well, a lot of people feel the burn here, but whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is. But, you know, that's a little different than, like, 
that's going to be received differently here yep. than like... So that's a part of their ability and charm and talent is to know their audience, know mm-hmm. where, what city they're in. Yeah, for sure. And, and to know what's going to play. And yeah. they, you know, and, and they, they acknowledge like some kid, they said, give us a verb. And one of the, somebody said vote. And they're yeah. like, all right, way to go youth. Yes. But didn't pick it. Right. You know, and I think that there's... But they acknowledge it and, and make really fast comebacks mm-hmm. at them you know oh some God. of these it, words I love the housing one was something really the whole idea of housing the whole concept, the whole concept of housing bothers you that was great when the they were talking about things that ho- bother you it bothers you yeah where do you want to live yeah and they t- started talking about the caveman and like not wanting to go into a house yeah. i want to go into the caves and things like that like they they picked up on that one really fast and wove that in i thought really really well oh, i'm sure there are things they get as repeats yep but you know, there's I don't always think they get like, housing very. <laughs> well, no, probably not. But I'm, you never know, though. Like they play in New York. Yeah. You know, and I, you think housing's an issue here? No. Jesus. And it was obviously a college kid was talking about college housing. Yeah. But even she like, really but expressed but, exactly what she was talking about. No, but even if she was like in her twenties, right? Yeah. Like that's a, you know, we were talking about this with that with our niece. Yeah. Right. Who's in her? It, she's twenty five. Shout out to Tasha. Shout out to ta- to the Tash. <laughs> to the Tash. 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 Um, you know, she's trying to figure out like where she wants to live and what she wants to do when she doesn't want to have to live with 13 roommates and right. who can blame her. Yeah. Well, guess, you what? Know? <laughs> guess what? I know, but that's kind of the reality of living around here too. So it's yes, just, unfortunately it it's really diffi- is. It's a difficult spot to be in. Yeah. It's a difficult spot to be in. Yeah. It would not quite San Francisco expensive, but we're pretty, we're pretty, we're pretty up there. Listen, we're we were watching there. at your mother's today. We were watching some. Uh, HGTV show where they're in Mississippi and they're mm-hmm. buying houses for like $95,000. Right. Please. That my 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 parents' house would probably fit inside of. No. You know what I'm saying? No, no, like no, these no. massive I mean, places. No, no, no. They're not massive. They're regular houses. But that's fine. Could you imagine buying a regular house for $95,000? What, here? Yeah. We could no, like, it's, it's a cardboard box. You could like write a check. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like almost, right? Like, we could just like write a check for that. Here. But yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's just different. I mean, and, you know, then, you know, of course, you have to live in this place where a house costs $95,000. And there's yes, reasons for that. Of course. But the it's pay hard. It's a lot lower as well. It's all. But it's hard not to be envious. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's hard not to be envious of that in some ways. Yeah. So I get the person with housing. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel that too. Yeah, no kidding. Forget housing. Every, I you mean every first of the month when we have to write the check? Well, or just <laughs> even like, you know. The eventuality of buying a house, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think and I, I get that. The market is right now. Please, we can't. That's Absolutely that's insane. another. That's another that's podcast. Another whole podcast. All it's another whole itself. podcast in and of itself. Yes, but that they, you know, how quickly they roll with things like that, and there must be, there's got to be a particular talent in your brain or something that just makes you like you're quick. Mm-hmm. You're very quick. Yeah, but I don't think you're that quick. Well, thank you for that. Um, I feel like I am not when it comes to music, though. Like, I could riff on that really quickly, you know, comedy-wise. Yes, I agree. I was just talking to you. Yes. No, I have no musical talent whatsoever. I will never pretend that I could riff or rap or do any of that stuff whatsoever. I'd just be frozen, no. But to talk about it, I can kind of (laughs) go with the flow and start, you know. No, you're pretty good. You're pretty good that way. Yeah, I can see that. You're pretty good that way. Yeah. You are very quick. I think there's a, what's different, what's different with this and what makes it harder to me, and maybe it's because I'm not a super mute, like I appreciate music, but I'm not very musically gifted. Mm. It's how you go with the beat. Right. And how you have to go, you know, how you have to go with that. Like to me, that's extra pressure to them because they're super talented. It's probably not. It's probably just natural. Though, obviously, because they go to the academy. 
They yeah. teach you how to but do that. But I feel like you have you've to have got a gift. to. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you've got to come with some level mm-hmm. of like there are lots of people who try to rap. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can rap. No, no. Right? Absolutely not. I mean, that takes real skill. Yes. It's like, and it, it doesn't always seem it, but it's like being a lineman in the NFL. You have to know how to block appropriately. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just, even though, and it, it may not seem like it takes a lot of skill, but it really does. It really does. What helps is coming to the plate with a really big body. For sure. <laughs> right? That's your but talent. For sure. You're really big. Then you learn how to do the Then you learn how skill. to do it, but you've got to come with, right? Yes. Like, you know, you know. Uh, you know, super skinny people are not going to make good linemen in the not NFL. At all. No, but you've got to come with your you've got to come with your appropriate body and natural ability, yeah. and then we can give you the rest. We right, kind of teach you the rest. So same thing here. They have that For sort sure. of natural gift towards sure. music. They understand music, right? There's people just understand music. Like I mm-hmm. love music, but I don't understand mm-hmm. how yeah. it, like the beats and. You know, a four time, I just don't get, it's just not where my brain goes. It's not how my brain works. Well, but I know like, people who do, who can listen to a song and they just instantly play it on the piano. Or even just like the ability to have rhythm. Because like my sister, for example, right, Sam? Mm. Samantha has incredible Sam. rhythm. See you, Peppa. See, <laughs> she has incredible rhythm. She can't sing, she can't rap, but she's got, I bet if she could sing, mm-hmm. she would rap very well because she's got incredible rhythm right. and ability to stay on the beat and recognize the beat and go with it. Right. Um, but none of us can sing. No, no, you do not want to hear it. It is not a Flick family trait. No, not at all. Oh, it's not a Mazzola family trait either. No. My grandmother, God rest her soul, she, when she was younger, she had a pretty decent voice. She used to sing in the choir and things like that. As she got older, she still thought she did. It wasn't quite as on point as it was when she was younger. But I remember very much going to like church, and it was the Italian mass downstairs mm-hmm. and our ladies. And she used to sing with the Italian choir, which was always fun to kind of watch and even understand what they were saying. But it was beautiful to listen to and things like that. So, And she did. And I remember all of our holidays christmases and whatnot uh uh my father's uh, cousin donato would come over and he'd play the guitar and they'd sing together and that was in this tons of pictures uh we have of them uh singing together it was just wonderful wonderful times and they were really good they were actually really good together you know they sang beautifully you know so that's it, it is a talent that i will i do not possess um so I, when you see something like this i really appreciate it even more Yep, you know what I mean? It's something I know I could never do. Yeah. Um, so it's like, wow, it's, you know, I, I definitely appreciate that a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, you know, it goes to, but I appreciate other things that I can do when people can do them really, really well too. For sure. You know what I mean? Sure. If I see art or things like that, if I see yeah. a painting or an origami piece, I'm like, wow, you know, I even though I can do it, I really appreciate the complexity of what they do and how they do it, especially if they do it way better than me. For all of you at home wondering, I still can't do that. No. No, I can't paint. I can't do origami. No, I can crochet. Yeah. I can knit. Yeah. I can crochet much better though, but like, you know, I can't. <laughs> I'll teach you the origami at some point. It's more tedious uh, than yeah. talent. It's more tedious than anything. I don't Especially the 3D tedious. version. The 3D version of oh, origami is just, yeah, it's just eternally tedious. That lantern you made that's at your mother's house though. Yes. It's good stuff. We'll get that back eventually. <laughs> nothing happens to it it'll be back to us eventually or i'll just make another one so anyway all right back to freestyle love supreme um okay so one of the things i wanted to mention was listening to the lyrics and how they were coming out especially with anisa you could almost hear a very lin-manuel miranda vocal coming out of it like they almost taught his kind of like if you listen to hamilton Every once in a while, there's that sort of draw on a word. 
and it sounds just like him singing from Hamilton. Like, and because that's really Hamilton is, I, I, I raise it to Hamilton because that's really one of the first places I know of him singing. Mm-hmm. That's just my introduction. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to him. I had seen him other places. He was on an episode of house. We talked about that before. You know, he's been other places and I've seen him, but I didn't put the connection together. This is the guy who does, he's acting, he does music. He writes these musicals and raps and all these mm-hmm. other things that this man is incredibly like more talented than anybody should be. Like he has more gifts in terms of talent of different media than anybody should be oh, allowed. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but, for sure. So you can hear some of the, I don't know if you picked up on it, but you can definitely hear some of the draw to the words that they were saying, especially Anissa. I'm like, that sounds no. like Lin-Manuel Miranda singing in Hamilton. Some of the, uh, and pull. I'll, I'll let you, we'll, after we're done, we'll listen to some yeah. Hamilton yeah. and I'll point out the points that he right, does That it. would be, no, because I didn't notice that. Yeah, I definitely picked up on it. It was super cool though. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like, it wasn't a problem. I thought it was mm-hmm. really cool. What I did notice is how fast they go. Yes. Like how fast they have the ability to talk mm-hmm. and still be clearly understood. Yes. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. Think, you know, I mean, I think that when you're rapping in particular, it's, you know, it's all about how quickly can you get it out mm-hmm. and but you have to but enunciate. still make people understand. You have to enunciate. And it's incredibly like, you know, I think, I mean, there's, there's tons of rappers, but yeah. I think that, um, it's, it's, it, I was just amazed at how fast all of them went yeah. and how quickly they just picked up on things and rolled with it. Was there a weak point in the show for you? Any weak points on it? No, I think that the when Hannah Hannah's thing got pretty dark. It did get bit, dark after the Bernie was, Sanders and they were yeah, burning lighting all the clothes him, and they were and burning lighting things him on fire. and they were lighting things. Yeah, it got kind of dark. Yeah, um, I thought they stretched that part out a little too much. Yeah, it got a little dark. Yeah, I thought they could have wrapped that up a little quicker. Yeah, but that was okay. But other than that, like I mm. thought it went. All of it was very. I I liked the pacing of it. Mm. Like it starts off fast. But then the they, break times when he's emceeing and talking to the audience kind of mm-hmm. helps. Yeah. Right. It kind of brings it down, connects you to the show more, even more. Mm-hmm. It helps to slow that pace down a little bit. Okay. But he was quick talking and quickly interacting with the audience, mm-hmm. but they weren't all just going to town singing. Right. Cause it's mm-hmm. pretty intense. Yeah. Especially when they all get to it. Like, you know, somebody will start off and somebody else joins in and by the time all four or five of them are going plus the beat, Mm-hmm. Plus the music, you know, plus the keyboards. Like it's pretty intense show. So it's nice to kind of come down and like, mm-hmm. all right, let's talk to the audience again. Yeah. With energy. And we had tons of energy. Obviously, been doing this a long time. Tons of energy to be able to talk to you. And he knew how to work that audience. Yeah, you can see why he's the MC. Yes. And I mean, since it was his idea and he mm-hmm. conceived of it and he's one of the founding members, like obviously mm-hmm. makes a ton of sense. Right. But being able to talk and play the audience like that is a super talent. Oh, it's a skill. It's for a sure. super skill. Like when you're talking, you have to talk to somebody in the balcony, third row, and you're like, all right, quickly, you with the pink shirt. Okay, the person next to the pink shirt. like Masked. Masked. Listening to these people, hearing them, and being able to point, and, and, and they have to understand you're talking to them. A lot of times, you know, five people in that one section wanted to say something. He was getting to the person he wanted very quickly, mm-hmm. and not all five people were shouting out a word. That happened very rarely. It was kind of like the person knew mm-hmm. exactly who he was talking to. Yeah. That Which takes is, skill and a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the, the first shows weren't like that. No. You point to a section and 10 people shout out a word. But I also am sure the first shows weren't that full. No, definitely not. You know what I mean? It's yeah. easier. Not easier, but it's different connecting with an audience yeah. when there's less people. Mm-hmm. However, 
it was impressive. Yeah. I, I definitely felt connected to them. And I think for sure the people in the balcony did yeah. because he kept reaching out yes. like, to them. Yeah. And I don't want to speak for the people in the balcony, but Hannah from Drake, it was in the balcony. Right. Yeah. They got a lot of play. Mm-hmm. Then there was the dressing, dress section. Was so it there's, there's the mezzanine, yeah. which is where we were. Yeah. I think. No, the orchestra, which we're is no, where yeah, we were. Orchestra. And then there's the dress circle, which yeah. is the next layer up. And then there's the balcony. So the balcony is like the third tier. So he really helped it. He really talked to everybody. Dress circle, right? He was the guy who picked last and I'll pick mm-hmm. you first this time. Pick it first. He yeah. kept going back to that. You yeah. kept clicking back to that guy. That was super impressive. So that's the other portion. You're going through an hour and a half. And by the end of the hour and a half, you're still remembering shit that happened at the beginning of the hour and a half. Or how and you're you still back. calling back. Remember somebody gave them the word Galapagos. Galapagos. Yeah. And he pulls it out of and his he pulls pocket. It out. He still got it done. He's like, I'm going to use that for later. And he did. I'm going to save that and for later. I'm sure later. something he does every every time. You know what I mean? Yeah, Not Galapagos, a, but like a different word that he liked. No, he pulls like, it out. Galapagos is a hard one to work in. Yes. And he did it. He managed, but that's their skill, right? That's their talent. Um, so super impressive when it came to that. Uh, yeah. So I love the audience interaction. We have the guy at the end with his family, his fiance's family. Mm-hmm. In town. In town. And he's, they go, they go to the brewery without him. And that was incredible. He pulled him up whole, to the stage, like, not on the stage, but to the yeah, stage. I love his whole interaction of like, so here are the stipulations. Yeah. You have to have done something today. Right. <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> you have to have interacted with at least four or five other people. Yeah. Actual people, not just the voices in your head. That's right. And, you know, going. Th- I forget what the other two yeah. were, but those both made me laugh. But yeah. I'm sure, like, they've had people get up there and be like, nothing. I did nothing today. Yeah. So why are you up here? Why are you talking? So what are you doing? Go back and sit down. <laughs> yeah, like, sit are down. you yeah. trying to bust my chops yeah. or what? Well, yeah. But uh, the nice thing, there were no hecklers. Like, it didn't feel like there was any hecklers, which can easily happen anywhere, not just Boston, but, like, you know, because they're interacting with the oh, audience for sure. so much. Oh, for sure. Like, even the words they were sending out, there really weren't even any, even the 69, you know, which turned into 68. <laughs> Even that didn't seem like they were trying to heckle or just be no. cutesy. No, I think they were trying to see what they do with it. Yeah. You know, there were, like I said, there were a couple of times it got a little more political yeah. and they just, you know, acknowledged and, and then went on. on. And moved on. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I don't think those they were like trying to heckle them or trying to throw them off. I think no, just, for sure. I think they were just, you know, assuming they were in a room with like-minded people. Yes. And I think, you know, in Boston, it's, there are safe assumptions. Yes, absolutely. 100%. So, you know, I mean, not completely, but... Yeah. You know, yeah. knowing your audience, I think, was impressive. Yeah, definitely. There was a lot of knowing your audience in this, so even though, you know, most of them are not from here. You know, they obviously play a lot of different places. And mm-hmm. I imagine to some degree, had they been here before on other shows or that show, I don't know if it's ever been around here before. Um Mm-mm. But they, you know, they definitely, I'd imagine they do some of their research ahead of time as to I'm where sure. they're going and, and kind I of don't, get somebody. What are the, what are the local places? What are like the big things mm-hmm. people talk about when you go to Boston? The big dig. Right, exactly. The big right, dig. brought up the big dig. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure they have to. I'm sure there's a whole department that does that now, yeah. right? But also like, I'm still stuck on Bernie Sanders and how much he looked like him sitting <laughs> in the chair yeah. at the inauguration. He had the like, pose perfect oh with God. the arms crossed with the mittens on. Oh my god! Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was impressive. Like as soon and I, as soon as I saw him, I knew. Yeah, I knew exactly. Like it took me yeah. like right there, right there. I knew exactly Same what here. it was. Yeah, definitely. I know. I yeah. agree. I it was agree. crazy. Yeah, but a lot of that happened. Like there's a lot of that sort of like recognizing immediately what they were doing and what mm-hmm. they were talking about. So they really are able to pull you in and and get you involved in that show really fast. Not just because they're talking to the audience. No, but even like so, the guy that he pulled up. From the audience. I think mm. his name was Paul, right? Yeah, I think so, so it was Paul. Paul talked about going to J.P. Licks. Yeah. 
and then talked about going for vegan food. And he was like, so you just had dairy (laughs) and now you're a vegan? Like what? What the hell's happening here? What's happening? Well, I'm a non-vegan, but I can enjoy vegan food. Right. Okay. Which is, I think, a crock. But anyway. (laughs) There are many, you eat vegan things. I do. Sure. Oh, no, I got to stop that. That's ridiculous. No, no, that can't happen. <laughs> I can't think of anything right now. Yeah, neither can, <laughs> neither can I. Neither can I. Fruity God. Pebbles, those are vegan. Are they really? I'm sure. Yeah, but I have them with I have them with almond milk though. But still, yeah, it's still vegan. Yeah, it's true. Although I will have them with whole milk when we run out of almond milk. I will drink some of the woo's milk. <laughs> I should look. I wonder if they are vegan. This I don't think there's any animal products in there. Yeah, but. you never know. You never know. But we do love our Fruity Pebbles. They're just here. colored rice krispies. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're flat colored rice krispies. That now, of course, now that like you mentioned I want, that I want a bowl, now I want a bowl that you mentioned it. Thank you very much. Too Unless I'm going to have pebbles. it, I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying I want a bowl now that you said it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. But I'm I'm bad like that. I see a commercial I want it. Um, the commercials hit me every time. They knew exactly who they were playing to. So, all right. Anything else you want to talk about with this amazing show? We, as we said, we would we will go see this again if it comes oh, back around sure. again. I would for sure. I would because go it will see be this different, again. you know. I mean, I cast it, or different. To be honest with you, I'd probably get tickets like a couple of times. Yeah. If they came around again, just to see it, yeah. like you know, two or three different times when they were here. And that hour and a half, it goes by quick. Oh yeah. So it feels like all right. Get a quick dinner. Get a quick show, and you're done. You're not uh-huh. like out till midnight. It was it was actually kind of perfect for parents. Yes, with a twenty month old. Yes, okay. We dropped the kid off not for too long. At, you know, mm-hmm. the grandparents actually our you know, your parents came over here yep. so to our house to uh, to to watch him, which was great because mm-hmm. by the time we came home, he was in bed. So that was perfect. But you're right; it's perfect for parents. You drop the kid with the babysitter for a little while, but you don't feel like you're out all night. Yeah, it was really right. Nice. It wasn't a super. It wasn't a super late night. No, we were back by nine thirty. Yeah, I mean, how perfect is that? Although we had the early bird special dinner, we did eat dinner at five. I know we felt a little blue hair at dinner because we were the only ones in the restaurant for the first like twenty minutes or so yeah. while we were there. And then another couple came. In Thank we were, God. Yeah, no kidding. Because it was. I mean, it, it's you know, it was perfectly the light with the sun. The sun was shining right through the windows. You know, like what time are we eating? <laughs> Do we get the early bird special? What we get here well i was afraid we weren't going to make it in time so no but it was perfect actually we we got done with dinner we ate at the metropolis in boston give them a little plug shout out to the metropolis oh it was awesome the food was amazing mm-hmm. you know we we don't go out to eat that often uh, just because you know a we have a 20 month old and and you know we're trying to save money and get the house and the whole bit so we try not to end and obviously the pandemic for the last couple of years has kept us out of restaurants unfortunately but we're back to go into some and we have a lot of gift cards to to use since before the pandemic so you know um but the, the metropolis in boston was one of the gift cards we sort of it's one of the groups right mm-hmm. it's a, a group we had a gift card to the aquitaine group right and it was a, my mother originally got it for a restaurant that was closer here but yeah. is now closed right so we go there and i got the rigatoni Mm-hmm. It's a simple pasta dish, right? With some with some meat in it, but it was like a, a sausage, like a crumble. I don't know if they homemade their sausages or what. The sauce and the, it was perfect, right? It was so incredibly rich in flavor. I do not eat slow. I ate this slowly because you had to because your your mouth was exploding with flavor. Every bite you took, and you had to sort of savor all the different nuances of flavor. It had a little bit of heat to it too, which helped. What about you? Oh, I had the result. It was amazing. Yeah. There was a lot of different, there was kale and it was shrimp and kale and then a sausage and all kinds of flavors in this rice yeah, cooked in white wine. It was, it was delicious. It was, it was pretty insane. Yeah. We still have that. Did you take it home? Mm-hmm. Did you eat it yet? You haven't eaten it yet, mm-hmm. have you? No. I saw, and I, the sauce was so good in my pasta. I had all the pasta. I took home just the sauce. I was thinking of eating it for breakfast this morning, but <laughs> right? not it your was, sauce. My, my no, I know risotto. Yeah. No, it was that good. 
as, as uh, Jeff Foxworthy says, you put that on top of your head, you tongue and beat your brains out to get to it. Oh, seriously. Yeah, you that, love that. Yeah. You love to say that. I do love that saying. It's one of my you favorites do. and I will it always is. use it. It is. It's one of my go-tos. Mm-hmm. I have my staples. I know. That's one of my staples. I know who I married. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And so do I. <laughs> All right, Amy. So, how many how many mics would you give a, a, a freestyle love supreme? Five, five out of five. five yeah, I'd have five. to give it, I'd have to give it the same. Oh my god, I'd have to give it the so same. So much fun. Yeah, absolutely blast. You know, on the level to me of like a blue man group, fun energy, mm-hmm. but you know, in a different way. Obviously, a different, a very Did different. Did you see show. blue man group? Have you seen I've it? I've seen it like multiple times. Have you? Really, I've only seen it once, but I yeah, loved it. I've seen it at least I think three times so far, minimum three times. I've seen it just with different people, friends, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, you know, so another show that I I would go back like if you wanted to go see it, I would say yeah, let's go see mm-hmm. blue man group. It's just a really fun show. So, it, you know, when I when we saw this, it kind of felt like that. I kind of felt like I was there. That energy, this constant sure. hitting. And you're just having fun. You know, we went to see, we've done the Christmas Carol, right? Beautiful show. Great show. Energy, but not like this. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a very different show. Very different, yeah. You know what I mean? A beautiful production, mm-hmm. if you will, and, and a really well done version mm-hmm. of uh, that show. But to see this is just, an ex- I call it more of an experience. For sure. You know? Yeah, it was definitely an experience. Definitely immersive yes and something we would definitely like to experience again for sure awesome all right amy thank you so much thank you that was fun i'm glad we got to do this me too you know and we kept it fresh in our brain and didn't wait Mm -hmm. too long to 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 bang out the podcast for sure wanted to keep all the sort of the details and whatnot in there so all right everybody thank you for listening and we are Entertainment Rants at entertainmentrants.com. If you have any questions or you'd like to send us a line and tell us what you would like us to rant about, we will do our best to stay on topic. I thought we did that pretty well tonight. Tangent a couple of times as we do. Um, but you can find us on our social media at, at Entertainment Rants or on Twitter at, at Entertain Rants. And, uh, you know, what we say, hashtag Let's Rant, everybody. Oh, no.